A.J. Brown breaking free. Brown is in. Touchdown. Here he goes. He had him in a blunder and he's off to the races. This will be six. What a play. 82 yards. Big one way of field stumbling. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. Cousins, deep shot, got a man, Jefferson, you bet, touchdown Minnesota. Welcome back to another episode of Shradeaways Week 15. Playoffs are here. If you made it, you made it. If you didn't, we gonna regroup and get better for next year, all right? But today we are going to talk specifically about the Week 15 matchups. Who's playing who, what players I think are going to be a great start, who I'm feeling a little weary of, and we're going to give you guys some actionable content for this week to get you ready for your playoff matchup Week 1. If you got a bye week, sit tight. Congratulations to you. You earned it. Chill for this week and then get ready because week 16, we're going to have some more information coming back at you on which players and which matchups are going to yield the best points for your fantasy matchups. So this uh, week 14 was a little bit of a crazy week, but this this episode is going to be really only fa- only focused uh, on week 15, okay? A uh, little bit of information to keep in mind. There are some Saturday games in this slate. So there's one Thursday game. I think there's three Saturday games. Some Sunday games, Sunday night game, and a Monday night game. So you got some weird matchups. Make sure you take your Saturday players and your Thursday players out of your flex spots so you don't leave yourself without any room to pivot should there be any issues with your team come Sunday or Monday. All right. Welcome to the Week 15 Playoff Primer. Let's get into it. All right, we got a Thursday night game. San Francisco at Seattle. CMC rosters rejoice. Should be a great game for him if he's able to play. The bad news is he was questionable today. I think he had a limited practice with his knee injury he's been dealing with the past few weeks. So keep an eye on that. We need him to practice at least once in full this week to feel super confident about him coming into this matchup. But uh, Kenneth Walker and Travis Homer, beware. Not sure if Kenneth's going to be back this game, but that San Francisco defense is nothing to joke about. Um, I'm not going to sit guys like you know Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf or really even Kenneth Walker in this game, but he's going to have to come back and practice in full once or twice for me to feel super confident starting Kenneth alone on Monday. Um, He's going to have to practice Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. It's Monday right now, and he didn't practice, I don't think, today. So Tuesday and Wednesday. And so the outlook isn't super good for a Seattle run game against the number one defense against the run. But San Francisco does have some holes being the number 23 defense against the pass. So rest assured that Geno Smith probably has a chance to at least put some points on the board in this game with his key players. 
On my start list for this game, I've got Brandon Ayuk, CMC, George Kittle. I do uh, want to beware of other, you know, another kind of like high-level pounding from San Francisco. The line doesn't yield that. They only have a three-point spread right now on the 49ers, or I'm sorry, on the Seahawks rather. But I do think the 49ers actually leave this game with a little bit more juice on that field than what they're giving him credit for in Vegas right now. So um, if... You know, that is the case, and they do end up scoring a lot of points. That could yield more benefit to some ancillary guys like Jawan Jennings, especially if Debo's not going to play, which it looks like he's not going to. They're eyeing a return. It sounds like towards playoffs, NFL playoffs, but it looks like Debo's done for fantasy this year. I said the Seahawks, uh, they are the underdogs by about three points here. Over-unders at 43.5 points. Let's talk about the Saturday games. We've got Indianapolis at Minnesota. Now, this should be a pretty good game for both of the running backs on these teams, Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor combined. Minnesota ranked 20th against the run with one point over expectation. Indianapolis is ranked 23rd against the run. Indy does have a decent pass defense, but this should be a relatively high-scoring game overall. The over-under set at 47 on the week. The Colts are underdogs by 4.5 points, so the Vikings are favored. Um, guys, I'm feeling you know on the fence about Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, K.J. Osborne. I do think I want to start Adam Thielen, obviously J.J., Dalvin, the other guys I mentioned, um, and no tight ends really for, um, for, yes, tight ends, Hawkinson for the for the Vikings, but no tight ends for Indianapolis. Um, and this game is going to be that Saturday morning game. Saturday afternoon, we've got Baltimore versus Cleveland. Uh, Lamar hopefully is back because I don't think Huntley is going to play right now. He's out with concussion protocol. Have not seen a good showing from the Ravens players. Their season's pretty much down the drain. Deshaun didn't have a great week last week. He had a decent week with Cleveland. Uh, he had 42 attempts against Cincinnati. And so I do expect a pretty heavy push by Cleveland to win this game. They still have some chance of contending, I believe, for their playoff spot. So um, players on the in this game that I feel comfortable talking about starting. Amari Cooper has not been good since Deshaun Watson's return. I think I'll flex him if I have him in a league and I need to, but you're not actually going to put him in your flex because he's playing on Saturday, so you're going to put him in your wide receiver spot. But he's a really a wide receiver three style option this week. I think David Njoku's a really good option because he's had success with Deshaun the past two weeks. Um, and Cleveland is 32nd ranked against the run. So guys, you're going to start in this game, Nick Chubb. Um, I'm going to start J.K. Dobbins till they give me a reason not to. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had two really good weeks the past two weeks. And you're going to start Mark Andrews because you don't really have much of a choice. Um, I am going to sit Kareem Hunt and every other Ravens wide receiver option. And the line on this game is sitting at uh, 39.5. So it's one of the lowest on the weeks. The Ravens are underdogs um, by 2.5 points. The Browns are only favored by 2.5. If I'm betting on this game and Lamar is, you know, iffy, even then I think I might move to take the Browns, uh, the Browns for the spread there. Saturday night game, Miami versus Buffalo. Should be a high-scoring game, but even last uh, last time they played week three, it was only a 40-point total. So beware if you're thinking this is going to be an absolutely through the roof. Vegas seems to agree with me in that regard because their over-under is set at 42 right now. Um, they lost, uh, Buffalo lost last time they played 1921 to that undefeated Miami team, if you remember, three weeks undefeated for them. Um, I think two and the Dolphins are going to have to play a hell of a lot better than they did this last week if they really want to contend against Buffalo. And the same to be said for the Bills because they did not have a good showing last week out on the field. Um, they were really disjointed. Josh Allen was missing Stephon Diggs on crossing routes that he should have had him right in the hand. So um, I don't know what's going on with Jalen Waddle. I think he's a flex play for me. But in a game like this, you're going to want to have all of the potential you know, scoring options. So you're going to play Diggs, you're going to play Isaiah McKenzie, you're going to play Waddle, Tyreek, Gabe Davis, Singletary, Knox, Tua, Allen. I'm going to play all these guys, and I'm not going to think twice about it because you expect this game to be a high-scoring game. 
the Dolphins are the underdogs. Bills are favored by seven and a half points. Over under set at around 42 tonight. I am not going to start guys in this game like Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, or Mike Gesicki, or James Cook. Not going to start those guys in this game. Um, I will start Singletary, though. I mentioned him Olio. Sunday games, Philadelphia at Chicago. Man, Philadelphia feels unbeatable right now, and I really don't expect the Bears to be able to load up more than 15 or so points in this game. Vegas, however, does not seem to agree. They think the Bears are going to be able to put quite up a few put up quite a few points. Um, the implied over under here is somewhere between, I think it's 15, no, it's 18 to 27, uh, somewhere around there. 48 and a half. God, that's not right. 18 plus 27 is 45. So it's closer to 19 to 28. Uh, Bears are, are underdogs by about nine points here, and I do not think they cover this spread. But it'll be nice because you've got Justin Fields coming off a of bye fully healthy. Should be a pretty easy call on all these Philadelphia guys, but you want to keep an eye on Dallas Goddard's availability for this game. See if he's going to be back in the lineup and playing, because if he is, that might hurt people like Devontae Smith or A.J. Brown. Not that you're not going to start them in the first place. On my start list for this game, I've got Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Justin Fields, and David Montgomery. I am not touching any of the um, Chicago wide receivers. Claypool, Equinemia St. Brown is the only one where if I feel like I absolutely have to start someone in a flex spot, I, I would feel like I have a little bit of upside there. Um, not starting Pettis there. And the over-under, like I said, 48.5 on this game. They are going to be playing in Chicago. Next up on the slate, Atlanta at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, This is going to be a doozy of a game. I don't really care about watching this one, save for maybe a Camara comeback at some point in the season. This would be it. I've said that week after week after week after week, it feels like. Um, But now is when we should be able to see it if it's going to happen. So uh, on the Atlanta side of the ball, you got Drake London, who saw a second highest target total of the season last week, and or last uh, week that they played, rather, which they had a bye this week 14. That doesn't mean anything because Desmond Ritter's coming into this game as the clarified and uh, denominated QB1 in Atlanta for the rest of the season. So here's to that experiment. We don't really know what to expect from the pass-catching group here in Atlanta, but I think in general you can expect that Cordero Patterson is going to be involved. Tyler Algier will take 45% of the snaps, probably get 60 yards on 11-12 carries. Maybe touchdowns if you're hopeful. Uh, but there's nothing really to be said for for either of these teams putting up a ton of points. Over-unders at 42.5, so implied total is um, 19 to 22, somewhere around there. And, um, yeah, both these teams are coming up bye week, so they're relatively healthy and refreshed, but I don't think it's going to be a huge catalyst in a big scoring game. Strong starts for me. I feel like Kamara, Olave, and Taysom are actually strong starts this week. Cordero is a strong start-ish, kind of in the May category. And then Drake London, Rashid Shahid are both May starts for me on the other side of the balls. Both of those guys are on different teams. I don't know why I said that. Over-unders at 42.5. They're not expecting a ton from this game. Let's move on. Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Um, Listen, if you've had Jared Goff on your fantasy team, you've been really, really happy with the play that he's put forth so far the past couple weeks. It's been nice to see guys like Jamison Williams come out of the woodworks, and then you get DJ Chark coming back healthy. feels like everyone on this offense can eat when they play at home. When they play away, though, Jared Goff is not anywhere near as good as he's been whenever they're playing at home. So they're also playing against the number one ranked corner right now who just opens to I don't know what language that was, but uh, who also just so happens to be a rookie, which is pretty cool to see from Sauce Gardner. Uh, 
So I do expect this to be, um, I don't want to say a low-scoring game, but I do think it'll be a close game. Over-unders at 47 points. Jets are favored by one point, so it's really just kind of like, eh, who cares either way. Um, but, you know, starting list for me, with Joe Flacco probably coming into this lineup, I think Elijah Moore becomes a great start for you if you have him on your bench. Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, Bam Knight, Amon Ra, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds, all these guys at play. And so because of that, that leads to say that I do think it's probably going to be um, a matchup, not without its own turnover set, not without Jared Goff maybe leaving there with, you know, 16 to 18 points because of that. But I do think there's going to be a lot of juice to go around for all the offensive players on both of these teams. That's the Lions at the Jets. Let's talk about Steelers at Panthers for literally a hot second because there's not much going on in this game. Um, Darnold versus Trubitsky. Cool to see these guys battling it out, I guess, for potential I don't know what they're battling it out for. Literally, they're both just kind of trying to freaking make it through the season, it seems like, both these teams. Um, all the Carolina cast patchers off the table for me. Feeling weary of the running backs either way, although they are going to run the ball. So Hubbard and Foreman are probably the two best options from a running standpoint on the Panther side of the – obviously for running, but from a fantasy standpoint on the Panther side of the ball. But you got to do what you got to do, right? You're going to have to start people you got to start. So I think Hubbard, Foreman, Najee, George Pickens – Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson, and the Muth, Friar Muth, are all great options if you need to start them this week. They can put up some fantasy points, but this game's got 38 and a half over under, the lowest on the week, I believe. Steelers are uh, underdogs by two points, so should be a really exciting game. All right, Cowboys at the Jaguars. This is a potential upset. This is a potential upset game for me because the Jags are rolling super hot right now and the Cowboys are kind of hobbling along. Just kidding. Cowboys are also freaking on fire. Their running back room is looking insane right now and those guys are learning how to share the ball in a way that like they can both hit the ground absolutely full force every single time. It's pretty fun to watch. So the Cowboys coming up against the Jags. They are hot, hot and uh, Cowboys did have some a semi-embarrassing showing against the Texans with their defense letting the, the Texans get, keep that game within two points. Um, Dallas is fourth against the run, so I'm downgrading Travis Etienne a little bit. But Jags are bottom third defense against the run, so you can expect a usual feast week from Pollard and Zeke. And the Jags are going to have to throw the ball a ton. So that leaves us with some really solid fantasy options. On my start list, you've got Zeke and Pollard, CD and Dalton Schultz. On the Jags side of the ball, Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. Obviously, if you have Etienne, I'm going to flex him in this week. Um, but I'm not going to start Marvin Jones or any other wide receiver on Dallas other than CD. Cowboys are favored by five in this matchup. Over-unders at 47, so it's pretty high. Uh, that should be a pretty fun game to watch this week. Next up, Kansas City at Houston. Um, this over-under is going to be really interesting because the Texans have been boom or bust when it comes to complying with the Vegas line on a weekly basis. Houston's had some really tough close games this year. They had a tie the first week. They lost by seven to the Broncos then. Lost by three to Chicago, which was a super close game. I was there in person in Chicago. Then they lost by 10 to the Chargers. They won by seven against the Jags, their only win so far. Then a really bad stretch of games. Lost by 18 to the Raiders, although it was there was a late game boo-boo TD that kind of happened there that uh, I don't think would have, you know, was as indicative of how the game was going the entire time. But then after that, they lost to the Titans by 7, lost to the Eagles by 12, lost to the Giants by 8, Commanders by 13, Dolphins by 5, Browns by 13, and Cowboys by 2. So I do expect Isaiah Pacheco to have a really good week this week, and if Damian Pierce comes back and is able to practice in full this week and play, 
he should have a really fun and uh, high-scoring game as well. Get him a touchdown, hopefully. This game has got an over-under of 47.5 points. Chiefs are favored by 14. I would not be surprised if the Texans cover the spread with how negatively the Chiefs' offense has performed, or defense, rather, has performed. On my star list, there's some guys here I think you can actually pick up off your waiver wire if you want. Chris Moore is a strong star for me. He's had really good showings the past two weeks. Isaiah Pacheco, Kelsey, Juju, I think, is a really strong showing this week. Jarek McKinnon is also someone that you can throw out as a starter. If Pierce doesn't go, then Dare Ungubawale could be a spot start flex. And Amari Rogers, the uh, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver from, I think, two years ago or last year. He's also on the Texans, Texans now. Last week, he went four for 57 and a touchdown. So really a uh, potential good start for there at a really high-scoring game this week. On my sit list, though, I'm not going to start Sky Moore, MVS, or Rex Burkhead. None of those guys are making it into my starting lineup no matter what they do. Cardinals versus Broncos. Uh, right now, the Cardinals and Patriots game is going on. It's Monday, December 12th. There have been a lot of injuries so far in this game. I'm not sure who's going to be healthy versus this Broncos team. I went ahead and threw the under on the 38 and a half that's sitting on the Vegas line right now. Because today at the start of the game, Kyler took a non-contact injury, fell down with a knee injury that they're saying could be potentially uh, season ending. So Broncos put up a really interesting show last week against Kansas City. They were getting blown out like 21 to 0. Came back, made it 28-21, and kind of put up a fight there. But Russ also got knocked out of that game. So both of these teams, Cardinals and Broncos, probably without their starting quarterbacks. Broncos already being one of the lowest-scoring teams in the league. There's potential for this game to get, like, trash dumpster mode pretty quickly if for some reason something clicks with the backup quarterbacks, uh, who I think in Denver is going to be Mr. Drew. No, it's not Drew Locke. Who is it? It's Mr. Brett Rippin. So Brett Rippin could be starting up against Colt McCoy, which should be pretty interesting. Um, on my start list, you've got James Conner, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Greg Dulcich, and Jerry Judy are both on that start list. And I think I might flex uh, Latavius Murray if I have to. But I'm sitting every other player in this game, especially, you know, Marquise might be a flex option. The game is in the fourth quarter right now. He's got five and a half points. It's not looking great so far. So moving on to the Patriots at the Raiders. I do expect a Raiders met performance. Patriots are also losing. It looks like uh, Ramondre Stevenson left this game with an ankle injury. So I think Belichick's going to want to blow the Raiders out of this game. And they're consistently fumbling these leads and just throwing the game away, which is pretty frustrating. But from a fantasy perspective, we could have a reasonably high-scoring game here. Over-unders at 44-and-a-half. Uh, the, their Raiders are favored by 0.5 points, so the line is really, really close here. On my start list, you got Ramondre Stevenson if he's healthy. Um, I Maybe Nelson Aguilar if he's healthy as well. Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, obviously. Spot flex, Mac Hollins. I'm not going to start Derek Carr anywhere. I just can't believe the Raiders are, fa Raiders are favored by five points here. That's, a, that's pretty interesting to me. All right, then you got the Titans at the Chargers. Now, the Chargers defense has been one of the worst in the league, but they've actually been playing reasonably better the last three weeks. If you watched that game yesterday, it was pretty nice to see them make some, some crucial plays in crucial situations. But the Titans are a little hobbled right now. They've got Traylon Burks, who's out with concussion. Derrick Henry is really the only functioning piece on that offense outside of their beautiful tight end, Chig Okonkwo. Uh, but the title, the Chartons are... Chart... <laughs> 
the Chargers are 28th against the run, and Derrick Henry is going to be a league winner this week. He's going to score a bunch of points and run a bunch of yards. Um, Tennessee is third against the run, though, so you know traditionally that would scare you off if you were starting a running back, but I think with the way that they use Austin Eckler in this offense, they're going to be able to manipulate that Titans defense and get the ball down the field. Justin Herbert also looks like he's back to some semblance of his former self with all of his pieces healthy. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, this is going to be a really fun game. So on my start list, you got Keenan, Mike Williams, Eckler, Derrick Henry, Chigakonkwo. My flex spot, you got Palmer expecting 7 to 12 points. And then my start, if you absolutely need two categories, Gerald Everett, Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Akine. Um, Chargers are only favored by three points in this matchup. The over-under is at 46.5, and, and they are playing in Los Angeles. Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are slowly deteriorating this season, and the Bengals are very hot. So this should be a really interesting matchup to see Joe Burrow take down Tom Brady, even if they don't have T. Higgins. A little bit of a shift change with Rashad White coming into the Buccaneers' backfield and taking over a little bit more of that workload, it seems like, on a week-by-week basis. And, man, Godwin and Evans have kind of been disappointing with the way that things have been going the past few weeks in Tampa Bay. So um, I've got a really short list of start players, and most of them are Bengals players. you got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and then you got Chris Godwin and Rashad White, who I feel really confident in. In my flex spot here, I've got Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, or maybe even Lenny. But my meta category is Hayden Hurst or all of those Tampa Bay tight ends. You can you can throw Kate Otten out there if you want. It's on a spot start. Try and get the touchdown. I tried it in a league to make the playoffs. It didn't work out in my favor. So do with that information what you wish. Money line for this game. Uh, Bengals are favored by three and a half points only, which is pretty interesting to me as well. Over-unders at 42, which is to be expected. And we're moving on. Giants at Commanders. So in this divisional game, both these teams still have a chance somehow as the two worst teams in the NFC East. And Vegas actually has the line for this game at uh, over-under sitting at 40 points, and the Commanders are favored by four and a half. So it's a, th- these are middle-of-the-road defenses on both sides of the ball, but we have some really explosive playmakers that are capable of popping off on any given week. So I'm not straying away from this game just because it has the third lowest over-under on the week. My start list for this game is long, which is why it kind of leads me to believe that maybe the over-under for this game is a little bit lower than it should be right now. My start list, you got Saquon, Daniel Jones, Isaiah Hodgins, um, Richie James, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson. Flex category, I got Gibson and Curtis Samuel. And then my meh, my kind of, if I need to, Heineke and Bellinger, both options, you know, quarterback and tight end for different teams there that I feel comfortable putting out. Last game on the list for the week, Rams at Packers. This game is tied for Baltimore and Cleveland with the second lowest over under on the week. Panthers and Steelers is there at 38.5. My start list is going to be Christian Watson, Aaron Jones, Ben Skoranek, who seems to have formed a little bit of chemistry with Baker Mayfield after that beautiful comeback last week. Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, uh, both also startable options for me. In my flex category, you get Baker, Aaron Rodgers, and then Alan Lazard hanging out there as well. You know, 10 to 12 points, maybe a touchdown in there. In the med category, both tight ends. I don't feel great about these guys, Tunyon and Higby. Over-under on this game is 39.5, like I said, so it's not a super high-scoring game. And you're rolling out there with two teams that don't stand a chance at even competing this year, so not sure what how much of these starters or these stars you're going to see them you know, really affecting the game a whole bunch. That is the matchups for the upcoming week, and I will leave you guys with uh, a little tidbit here, and you, you can find some more information on the TikTok at DrakeyShrakeyFF. But here are the kicker streams for the week. I think Eddie Pinheiro and Young Wei Koo have great matchups. Both of these guys have the potential to score over 10 points, and this could be a week that they do it. Pinheiro's done it pretty consistently. So has Young Wei Koo over the past three to four weeks. 
Uh, I'm dropping guys like Graham Gano for, you know, maybe someone like Pinier off my waiver wire. So pay attention because a lot of people in your league probably don't. Uh, remember, do not keep these Thursday and Saturday players in your flex spots. Put them into your wide receiver, running back, and quarterback positions. And good luck. Uh, it's going to be a tough fantasy season and fantasy playoffs given the way this Monday night game is going with injuries already happening that are going to affect a lot of these teams. But we will tough it out together and we'll have more information for you guys next week on the matchups. Can't wait to to see and hear how you've done. Message me on socials and let me know if if the advice has helped you, how you're doing your matchup. If you got any start sick questions, you can find me at FF. Thanks for listening to Tradeaways and we'll catch you next week. Good luck, everyone. Thank you.